All right, we're here, episode 41. Today we have- No, 42. Sorry, 42. We just practiced. <laughs> we just practiced this. That's okay. All right. Hey, bloopers are just part of it. CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about- CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 42. Today we're interviewing another guest. We got Crystal here with us, Crystal Bennett. Um, a cool story to tell today. You know, she's had a very lengthy fitness sort of career, I guess I'm going to use that word. And coming into this environment has been very impactful for her and has kind of overfilled or over, overflowed into other aspects of her life. And so we just want to kind of explore that a little bit and share that story with our, our other clients. And you know, there's been people that have fallen in the same shoes as you and myself too, I, you know, coming from a different fitness background and entering this. So yeah. All right. Let's just knock it off the top. Tell us about what brought you here. What brought you here in the first place? Um, a trip to Cuba, meeting Jen Krieger. <laughs> also goes back to Jen Krieger. He goes back to Jen Krieger. We were in Cuba at the airport waiting to board, and we started chit-chatting because we're both from Yorkton, and we had kids the same ages. And So did you know each other prior, prior to Cuba airport? I knew kind of who she was because okay. Seth had, did Taekwondo. So, like, I, oh. saw who she, I saw her around Taekwondo, but I, I didn't really know her. So we just started chit-chatting and little did we know we're going to the same resort. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we ended up, you know, we crossed paths on the resort and everything. And that she has saw me come out of the gym one day because I was running and she had ran as well, like before me kind of thing. And she's like, oh, you know, just ran and we made small talk and then chit-chatted here and there and then boarding again, leaving Cuba, we were waiting and we started talking and she brought up CrossFit. And I had said, I said, you know, I've just kind of been intimidated to go. And I, I just didn't know if it was in my wheelhouse. Like, you know, I was multi-athletic kind of forever, but I just, I didn't know if it was my fit. And she started talking about the community and how she went and she went day one. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like you, you really fell in love with it. Like day one, really? <laughs> you know <laughs> in the back of my head and she's like well we have this bingo game and I need to bring a friend to get a stamp on, or a, That's right. a bingo dabber on my bingo would you come and I was like oh sure you know we exchange numbers get home get a text from Jen <laughs> do you want to come and I was like sure so anyway Jen being Jen something came up and I showed up by myself but just oh, right. Yes. Yeah, but Joanne this. was here and Joanne, I knew from preschool and Joanne's like, well, I, I, need, a my dab. I need a bingo dab. So she got the dab. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, Jen kind of didn't get the dab, but she's the one who got me here. So and I actually laughed because I did love it from day one. On day one. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh, Krista, you're you made fun of her for that then. Okay. So as you kind of like got started into it in the very beginning, those first few like early weeks, I'd say, mm -hmm. 
now your reasons for being there are kind of a little bit different as you start to see like what it can do for you. So how did that become a part of what you, like, what did you need to get from this program? For me, I wanted to feel like part of a community that was big for me, right? Like Mm -hmm. friendships when you move to a place are not that easy to make. And I wanted like-minded people who were here for, you know, fitness and just being their, their best self and the competitiveness was still there, but not crazy, like in my past. And I thought, mm, for sure, it was a community is what I was seeking. And right away I knew. And like, I had so many friends and lots of things in common. And then the kids at that point in time, it wasn't COVID. So the kids could come hang out upstairs. Mm-hmm. So then they made friends mm-hmm. and then down started coming. And next thing you know, it's a family event and for the community it's interesting because we talked about this with I think actually all of our most recent guests too is that when you first come it might not be something that you're like aware of that Mm -hmm. you're specifically looking for but it is something that just kind of envelopes you in and pulls you in is there any like particular moment off the beginning part where you notice that like like the community thing really draw itself or like what stood out about the community that made you go, yeah, these are my people. This is where I belong. This because is my I, thing. When I came in, everybody was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And like very welcoming and friendly. There was no like, there's a click over here and they're doing their own thing and don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like there mm-hmm. wasn't that divide mm-hmm. when I had come that one day. And I, I want to say it was probably a 6.30 class when I had come. And yeah, like I was, I was nervous coming in. But like every class after that, it was just you know, you're chit-chatting all of you together as a group and laughing about whatever. And then you started doing the workouts and somebody does something silly and you all kind of laugh, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. It's a shared experience. Yeah. Like it, and that's exactly what, and I was seeking that. I don't know. It was funny. I didn't feel right in Yorkton for two years. I lived here before I came here. And then it was like, why didn't I come here right from the start? Cool. I was kind of kicking cool. myself, right? Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a lot about like your past experiences mm-hmm. and your competitive background. Do you want to elaborate on that <laughs> for those who don't know? Yeah, well, I played competitive soccer for a lot of years, like from 12 on until I was 20. And then I played in the ladies league when I moved to Alberta as well. And we actually won the provincial title and everything wow. there. So it was pretty fun mm-hmm. being... Um, you know, 25, 26 playing (laughs) as opposed to 14. But, uh, and then when I was, yeah, I was about 12 again and my aunt got me into cross country skiing and she brought me out and gave me these little skis or whatever. And she's like, you know, there's a race next weekend. Why don't you try? I'd be darned. I went in the race and I won. So next thing you know, I'm training and my dad and my aunt are helping. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to try out for Team Newfoundland. Like who does that? I did. And I was the youngest one to make it. So I skied with Team Newfoundland for six years and kind of went everywhere. And then the opportunity came to go um, Lakehead University for a ski scholarship versus soccer at St. of X. And St. of X was closer to mom and dad. So for me, it was kind of a no brainer. I wanted to be close to my family. Meanwhile, they're still in Newfoundland and I'm in Saskatchewan, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went to X and I did a kinesiology degree. Go figure, right? And mm-hmm. 
had several injuries there, had some stress fractures happen, had compartment syndrome surgery from overuse injuries, and then got through those. And then I proceeded to get my CanFit Pro certification. And then I went on to athletic therapy taping, you know, like I did all these little and you coach soccer and stuff. As well I coach too. soccer yeah. and I, I taught old school Jean Fonda wear a thong aerobics <laughs> step up. It, I like, somebody quotes that. Yes. In, in, in university <laughs> to make money, I worked at the gym, it, just like admin stuff at the gym. And I taught step aerobics. And then I proceeded to work in the <laughs> fitness industry when I went on to hygiene because I went to Dalhousie for hygiene. Right. And for two years, and then I got my spin cert. And next thing you know, I'm teaching 17 classes a week. <laughs> so fitness has been like a large part of your life. Ingrained. And the, yeah. Would you say that it has been different from what you're doing now? Or is there similar aspects that show up? They're similar. Like I still will get that like little competitive edge, yeah. edge every now and then. And I still get the... I wonder if I could compete and be good in this. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have those moments and then you come back to realization that you're 40 and you're a washed up athlete. <laughs> and, and you know what though? It's, it's just different now than what it was then. Yeah, absolutely. The pressures now versus then. Like the pressure years ago, it was crazy. And my eating pressure, like it, everything was just so structured yeah. and routine and structure. And you need to have this much to fuel yourself for, you know, you've got a 15 K tomorrow morning. It was just different. And I can totally relate to yeah. that. That's where I am right now that after so many years of having such a structured mm -hmm. regime that it just having that freedom to, yeah. if I feel like doing this, I'll do it. If I don't feel like doing this and it's almost like refreshing in that way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I let it get the best of me though. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I can eat whatever I want, but I still yeah. need to watch, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I kind of need to, yeah. but I'm learning, I'm yeah. learning different ways to do it. I guess you can say. Yep. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's been a fun journey and I, I'm very lucky that I have parents who are super athletic and my dad is like yeah, insane. So, um, you know, it's been yeah. kind of a cool, yeah. I watched my dad. I played Barbies in the corner while he was training to, to be Mr. Newfoundland. And then he was, and then he went to the Atlantics and, you know, here I am with my Barbies. And I remember being six years old, I got up in the middle of a competition that my dad was in for bodybuilding. And I was like, go dad, go. And the entire crowd started laughing. Right. And I was like mortified moment. My dad was mortified. He's up trying to pose and he's starving to death. And anyway, long story short, it was I'm like I am because my dad. Cool. For sure. And I think that translates into how you impact your own kids. I think your kids oh, are definitely. the way they are because of you, right? Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about that in terms mm -hmm. of your kids' well, it's, involvement in sports? <laughs> it's quite funny because I said to mom and dad last week, because Hallie had went for a run on her own. I was in a, I think probably hockey or lacrosse was set. And she sent me a message. She ran 6.74 kilometers wow. and her face was like beet red and she's smiling. And I'm like, so I sent dad and mom, like we have a group family text. And I'm like, I don't know where she gets this drive from. My dad's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it's from you. So that was like an aha moment for me. I'm like, okay, like they do totally mirror what their Absolutely. parents are doing. And it's actually kind of a cool experience to watch her 
and Seth, because Seth is very athletic, but he's not he's not quite there where Hallie is yet. Yeah, but like that that drive and the determination and the like her goal setting is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And when we sat down and did that goal setting in the beginning of COVID, it's neat to look back Mm -hmm. and see where we're all at Mm -hmm. with that. Cause we all wrote out our, and I mean, Seth, (laughs) his were probably like five things on a page. And then you got mine where, you know, like I broke it down because Taryn made me. Yeah. And then you got Hallie. (laughs) It's very specific. Yeah. So that was, I don't know. That was a cool, and the kids see me and like, it's kind of neat that they want to beat me, you yeah. know, like how yesterday was yeah. a big thing. Yeah. I beat mom and running. And I mean, I'm a good runner. I did that a lot in my past too. You guys step your game up. I sure do. <laughs> Gosh. Um, yeah, it's been good. I don't know. The kids are, and, and Dan is too. Dan is yeah. super, Dan works a lot. So he's not as much, but yeah. like both of us are mm-hmm. super athletic. Like he yeah. did football for university for four years, right? Yeah. So, so it's just been a family. It's, it's around. It's yeah. always been. Um, do you, does that just naturally happen for your kids or has that like been an expectation of they be involved in some kind of sporting activity or did that just evolve? Well, we never ever had to ask them or push them to go to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is an expectation. It really is that, you know mm-hmm. what? if you sign up for something, you're going to finish it. That's mm-hmm. number one. And number two is every season we got to change sports because I want them to be multi-sported athletes. Yeah. I don't want yeah. them to be pigeonholed at this yeah. age. And I think CrossFit for Hallie's awesome because I think it kind of encompasses a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now that Seth is back to yeah. it, I think that's kind of cool. And I think yeah. he'll, I'll see him kind of bloom a little bit with it maybe. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's cool. We've never forced anything. Like the kids just want to, they want to go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Seth is ridiculously, he would go 24 seven if I let him with hockey. Yeah. So sometimes we more so have to rein them back. Yes. I think for overtraining. Yeah. Well, and I think we can argue that sometimes we need to rein you back. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it's just one of those family things, yeah. right? Totally. <laughs> It's not a secret. <laughs> no. Um, can we talk about your coaching background? So you've coached mm-hmm. soccer, you've coached spin, your step aerobic <laughs> class that I didn't know about. Which went to like, um, did you wear the outfit? Like listeners want to know. Like, did you know the No, but I definitely wore like the spandex shorts that were, remember longer ones? No, we're younger than you. <laughs> I don't, we don't remember I don't these. Remember the these. <laughs> yeah. Just from the internet. Yes, you know, you wore your long champion. I remember you blue, maybe blue champion ones in your neon pink shirt. And then I hope our listeners are all nodding yeah. off and <laughs> make your scrunchie to match. <laughs> I didn't have the slouch socks though. So that yeah. was kind of sad. They would have thrown people off in the step aerobics. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> with your coach tangent, with your coaching background, what is it here that we offer in terms of our coaching that you appreciate, like qualities in our coaching? Well, that I appreciate, and I wish that I kind of had this and mm-hmm. saw everybody before I would coach, like years ago, because I didn't, it wasn't about modifications back then. Mm-hmm. Like you tried to modify and scale some stuff for mm-hmm. people but you weren't really, you didn't give four modifications for a movement. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you can't jump up here, then you're going to step up like that. That's it. End up. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what you're doing. You're going to do. Everybody does sit-ups. Maybe you don't go up as far. Mm-hmm. Like 
it, it was very minimal. So I appreciate that you guys offer so much for everybody who comes here, whether it be the kids or the, the masters mm -hmm. or our groups. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think if you had that information in terms of how we approach our modifications mm -hmm. or scaling, would that make you, would have that made you a more invested coach? Totally. Not saying that you weren't invested, no, but would it just change yeah. how you approach coaching? I was almost too invested. I remember Dan saying to me, how much do you make an hour? <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know, and I tell him, yeah. say for example, $30. And he was like, and you sit at the kitchen table the night before and you plan everything for yeah. an hour. Then you stay around to talk to your clients afterwards. Mm -hmm. So you make $10 an hour, yeah. <laughs> but I, I love it. Yeah. And I was passionate about it and I didn't care mm -hmm. about the financial side of it. So mm -hmm. I think that's what made me a really good coach. Mm -hmm. But I do wish that I had some of the, and just the pre-planning that you guys do like your month, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of plan your work, the workouts ahead yeah. and taking the course with you. Mm -hmm. Our events theory course, yeah. Yeah, and like seeing how it all plays out. Like I wish yeah. I had that yeah. years ago because well, I just winged it and I just didn't, I just went in and you had eight basic moves and step aerobics and you kind of mixed them up. Right. <laughs> and changed the rep scheme yeah. and went to the beat of the music. You know, it was just different. Yeah. And same with spinning. Like I wish I was a, I'm going to say I was a great spin instructor and there are members here who were with me and right. yes, and have <laughs> heard me and, but I think maybe I was too intense for, for some, like I yes. was, I and was, that's like, a learned thing. I, yeah. I was the same way too. And arguably up until like maybe the most recent one or two mm -hmm. years, I'd say was pretty intense. Like I backed yeah. off on that in the yeah. last year, but same thing too. Like it's a learned experience. You kind of, coach how you compete right yes. and you think that that's what other people want but yeah. once you kind of step back and you're more mature in your coaching mm -hmm. experience to fully understand what is laying out in front of you then you can approach that a little bit differently and that's what I mean it was just for me I was, it was a my much own better soccer coach <laughs> in the past five years than I was right. yeah. years ago right? exactly. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah with age for sure and just I don't know learning what's important to mm -hmm. Competition is not important to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like getting out there and just yeah. nailing it. And yeah, like, and You're, I would come in the gym and I would at first, when I started coming here, I would look at the board and I would like, look at those RX numbers and stuff. And we've talked about this mm -hmm. before. And I was like, Hey, that's what I want to get to. But now I love it. Cause I'm, I'm competing against myself every time I come in. So how has that changed for you? Not having numbers on the board? Like how has that helped you become more invested in your own well, training? One, I feel like I'm not going to have, I mean, I know I have an injury now, but those injuries, cause I was trying to overdo it to reach those numbers. Mm -hmm. And those numbers are just, it's just a number. They're arbitrary numbers. Like, yeah. okay. So I'm shorter. I've got strength in my legs, but maybe I don't have that ability to do the gymnastics movements. And then I'd be kind of frustrated because I'd be like no I can't do them but now I can I can do it all mm -hmm. and I don't have to worry about a number to rx mm -hmm. and I could care less about the rx anyway like now but at first I was I guess really set on it but now since you've changed things I like it I I like the way that it is right now where I come in and I look I look at my numbers I don't care about other people. Do you feel like you're a better athlete now than you were maybe a couple years ago when that was the oh, totally. standard? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've, 
I've made the appropriate progressions. For example, mm-hmm. my deadlift, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would come in and look and be like, oh, I got to hit 165 for however, however many to get an RX today. And I kill myself trying not being aware of my technique. And, and it wasn't at any coach's fault. That, that was me. That's on me. And because I could do it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't maybe doing it as efficient. And as Just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you should. <laughs> yeah, famous last words. We need to change the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a yeah. very common theme to things. Um, you mentioned your injury. Yeah. Um, tell us what's going on for those who don't know, because mm-hmm. not everybody sees you in class. Yeah, I started. I started back in hygiene private practice in January and I had been in public health for a year. So not that um, repetitive motion of scaling teeth. This injury I have is years of work. Like tendinosis is old. Yeah. It's not like tendinitis, which is more like I talk to Jay all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I mean? It's a, it's been a chronic injury for years. And so going to public health was great, but then of course all the COVID stuff happened Mm -hmm. and, my mental health was worth more than I guess my physical at the time. So I went back to private practice and started noticing some tennis elbow. And so we started working on that. And then next thing you know, it's like, I'm going to send you for, you know, a pretty thorough ultrasound here at the sports med clinic. And I go in and the radiologist comes in and I know there's something not right. And then they were like, yeah, you've got a lot going on in your shoulders. So now I'm one armed and I've been one armed for, five weeks, six weeks now, which has been at first I was mad and I was trying to push through it, which I shouldn't have done, but I did because I'm stubborn. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) And I, and I tried to push through it. And then I started asking coaches like, what can I do for this? What can I do? And they always had an answer, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. So then I started doing modifications and like I said to you this morning, like I just, it was, this morning was a moment for me that it really was like, okay, I'm injured, but this is how I can Mm -hmm. work on my technique and kind of find other things to work Mm -hmm. on. So everybody did deadlifts and I did a movement that was going to engage my hamstrings, good mornings, Mm -hmm. with the barbell. Mm -hmm. And, but I made sure that every single movement I did, I could feel my hamstrings come on instead of. Normally, I just touch and go deadlift. So there's just, always yeah, the, a big moment for you today. Yeah, the diamond in the rough, right? Yeah. Like we get so I and I hear this so much, and just because of my background, also mm-hmm. is like the injury is the superficial thing. Yeah. It's the thing on the surface, and then it's distracting, and we get mm-hmm. so caught up in I can't this, I can't, I can't, I can't that when we can finally just peel that layer back, and then it opens up all the possibilities of all the things that you can do or do instead of yeah. is another sort of key phrase I like to, to yeah. pull back on because like you said, now you've got different things that you can focus a lot more on technique. You can build your capacity up doing other things and then you can just in general increase your strength on maybe some other areas that might have yeah. been lacking, yeah. you know? So that airbike and me are like this all like me, best friends. Right? Like just the <laughs> fact that you can't use that arm doesn't mean yeah. that you've got to shut things down and completely. Oh, 100%. You know, there's always, and we say this all the time, you still have one good arm and two good legs. And the fact that that, those three limbs and your whole entire body as a whole has so much potential for progress, like that's what you need to be focused on. Your arm will do what it needs to do in due time. And especially given the nature of the injury and the work that you do, 
you know, that'll take a period of time. So control the things that you can control. Do you think that you have that list of items in your control? Like, are you managing all the things? I think so. Well, this, my big thing is I kept working, Mm -hmm. right? Like recently and the doctor actually put me off and I still went to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, which I probably shouldn't have. But I'm one of those, I feel bad. I want to please everybody. I don't want to, you know, put anybody kind of in a bind. And I shouldn't have done that. But now finally, I'm kind of the last thing I let go of was taking some time Mm -hmm. off work to heal. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because in almost 20 years of hygiene, I've never taken, I've never went for sick benefits or anything. And to have to apply was kind of a weird moment for me. But it seemed like as of last night, I could kind of breathe again and okay, we're going to heal this. And so maybe that's why this morning it was kind of one of those moments where I, yeah. Yeah. When I think too, us as coaches, I always appreciate and respect those who come in injured because one, it's hard. It's hard not to get bogged down in the, I can't do anything. Woe is me. Oh, what's the point. Um, But when you come in, I enjoy the challenge of what can I do? What can I make you feel successful about today? And it might be a small thing. Somebody came in this morning, also hasn't gripped anything with their hand because they've had elbow issues. Well, today we tried a deadlift and that was a thing. It was 25 pounds, but but to be able to hold something after this long process because they continued to show up, they continued to modify. I think just finding those, I can still do something. And I think to what has to happen is the shift from who you see like Jana Lee with physio is she's fabulous because yeah. she's like keep moving yeah right like don't yeah. having that don't support. stop and then to find a doctor mm-hmm. who will work with you to keep moving mm-hmm. instead of you know rest you're not doing anything for the next six weeks and a lot of people yeah. and the thing that I have trouble understanding that with and why I appreciate having Jana Lee in her corner oh. is that like you're probably actually exacerbating the injury by things that you do at home versus the oh, hour that yeah. you're in the gym in a controllable situation, yeah. you know, like, and I say that as in the coaches have control over what you do and that's why you come to them with this injury so that we can modify that. This hour is the most controlled activity mm-hmm. of your day. What you're doing at home, you're not thinking about. No. When you grab that water jug to pour your cup or you go to brush your hair, like all those movements that you don't think mm-hmm. twice about are actually the things that are exacerbating the injury. And, you know, so when, it just blows my mind that when a doctor is like, no, you should just bed rest or sit at home or yeah. stop going to the gym. Like those are the most bizarre words because we have so much control in this hour. And that's what I did with my IT injury, like my IT band that I hurt in the Canmore Grizzly 50K. I was, I heard it and I was like, okay, you know, this is bad, but I'm going to keep running and I finished the race or whatever. And then afterwards, like I just did nothing. I stopped. I stopped working out and everything because I was like, I can barely walk. Which makes the situation worse. Ten times And it's also another, sorry, I'm going to get on my soapbox here, but it's also another part of it because movement brings fresh blood to the area, which promotes healing. Like we want to be doing that. So again, why would you pull somebody out of that situation if A, you can control the factors? Like why take them out of that? That makes no sense to me. And I don't agree with that. And that's just my own personal practice, but that's because I see what goes on in here and the changes that we can make. You know, I have 
we have 10 years experience of doing this and how many hundreds of people have we helped work through injuries and the fact that we can work side by side with your physiotherapist like if you're innate like that's the yeah. Or that you work out besides your physiotherapist. Yeah, also that. Right? Like that's and this really is, cool. I mean, that's just a, a side throw at JL, who also mm-hmm. was a guest on one of our podcasts a few episodes ago. Just having that supportive person who is directly involved in what oh, you're totally. doing, not only as your care practitioner, but yeah. as an athlete standing there right next to you. She's got the best understanding of what it is you're doing. Well, even this morning, so when so, I went to physio after yeah. this, she's like, so what did you do? Yeah, and you, you can tell her. Did you modify it? fully confident that she yeah. understands. You know, as where if you could go to a different physio who might not understand what you're doing, you could spill all that out and yeah. it may not be the same yeah. reaction. Yeah. And I think too, when injured, just coming for the mental yeah. aspect of it, the people, like, who cares what you're doing? And everybody is very open to it. They don't mm-hmm. care what you're doing. They yeah. want to see you. You need to see them. Like that is a huge thing, right? It's, yeah. Get my, my bar off the rig in an awkward way this morning because yeah. I want to see everybody. Yeah, exactly. And then I think those people who say, who walk in the door and say, I'm just here for the people. Like, I don't care what you have me well, do. Well, you'll see on my check-in for charity, right? Like yeah. every, it's the mental yeah. for me. And there's people who are like, I don't, I don't want to be a burden or I don't want to be doing something different. And it's like coach's job. in those moments though, like you said, the other people don't care what you're doing. And if it's going to make you feel better, I will literally erase the whiteboard and write your movements up there because it does not matter what is on the whiteboard. The fact is you're here and you're moving and there are people here that are happy to see you. Like where else in your life are you going to get that right now? Like you need that from here right now. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're off the soapbox. Yeah, the soapbox are good. <laughs> I have one thing. You haven't been I on haven't soapbox. I haven't had a soapbox. That wasn't episode. even a very high one no. either. Like I'm trying to like contain myself. Maybe next week. I get pretty passionate about injuries, but. Yes, maybe <laughs> yeah. next week. Um, what has been your biggest takeaway so far from CrossFit or being here at CrossFit Function? Oh my gosh, there's a, lot different, there's a lot at different levels though, like the biggest Give us the immediate one. The immediate is the friendships that I've made with everybody okay. and not like, and the coaches, like a lot of people can't say they have these relationships with their coaches, right? Like can come to you guys in your office and cry tears when there's an issue and no, you're not going to judge, right? Like that's huge. We just care. Yeah. And, but that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that would bring me to probably my next takeaway is that everybody everyone cares about everybody. It doesn't matter what you're here for, like you said, right? And right from the kids to the masters, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. The coaches care. And it means a world of difference to us clients, right? And me being a coach before. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you understand. Yeah, yeah. And then other takeaways, I mean, learning a technique and a movement. I mean, I have certifications for movements, right? And learning it, this way is different. It's broken down much more in a CrossFit atmosphere and in level one, level two CrossFit than it is anywhere else that you're going to get that training. Mm -hmm. I remember that being a big thing when I first started working with you. You said to me, like, I know how to do these things, but I don't know how to do these things or how to do them right. Like I've been doing these for years, but I have not been doing them correctly or efficiently, right? Mm-hmm. Like a front conversation. Even a front squat, like with those high elbows, like it took me a year to get my elbows where they need to be, right? Like, which was kind of cool to, yeah. 
but I was teaching clients and I would tell my clients they need their elbows higher, but until you're doing those movements properly yeah. yourself, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Interesting. What's been one of like your favorite moments? Favorite moments. Oh my gosh. There's been a couple, but a highlight for me, I loved the throwdown with Chrissy. Yep. With me and Chrissy working together. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, we became super close that weekend because we were like with each other the whole weekend mm -hmm. and it's developed some great friendships long-term for her daughter, Ava and Hallie yeah. as well. And those, I don't know, we competed for ourselves and we actually did really good. I yeah. thought so. Yeah. I don't know. That was a fun moment for me yeah. and it brought back that competition. Was it a different competition experience totally. from what you've had totally. in the past? Totally, yep. For better? Like a partner. Yeah. Was even was better. For yeah, that was totally new for me. Yeah. I've never heard. I mean, you organize your running team so the same runners are going to run together, mm -hmm. but you're not part. It's, yeah. it's different. Yeah. And my partner's waiting for me to finish so she can get in there and kick yeah. ass, right? Like that's, yeah. I don't know. It was just different. I liked it. Was it more enjoyable than yeah. your past I competition? It. And it kind of reminded me of when Taryn did the workout a couple weeks ago. And you said to me, you were like, I actually really enjoyed. Like I enjoyed yeah. it. I, yeah. you, you saw us there. Whereas before, I don't think maybe you would have. No, I didn't. Right? Yeah. And that's how I was. I used to be so tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. And so focused, which was is good as an athlete, yeah. but I think you need to get to a certain point where like I, we just enjoyed, and I enjoyed watching everybody else compete. Whereas before, I would have not dared done that to psych myself out. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And I wouldn't look at other people's times before. Whereas I was looking because I was like, Chrissy, how how well are we really doing? And there was one workout that we were we actually did single with a tire flip. And oh, I was yeah. Like, yeah. Thought two of us tiny girls would kill the tire. Yeah, that's awesome. Give me the the most impact that CrossFit has had in your life. Oh gosh, Taryn, I thought Whitney was a good question. Yeah, that was Ooh. a good one. It was deep. I gotta write that one down. For um, for me, it's brought my family and I. It, it's given us all something to come and do and work towards, and it's kind of funny. Like last night at supper. Seth was saying how he couldn't really, he was snaking his push-ups, Coach Whitney was telling him. So he wanted to know how to fix that. So Hallie's like, okay, well, you need to brace yourself and you need to, you know, squeeze your quads, squeeze your glutes, like when you're in that plank motion. And he's like, I don't understand. She's like, I'm going to say this, but it's really funny. She's like, you know, like when you have to first. <laughs> They're not going to use that one in your class. <laughs> or someone's going to punch you in the gut. Like that's what we always yeah. say, right? But anyway, he got it and he actually did two in a row. And then he's like, hey, dad, now you're up. And then Dan had to get down. So like as a family, it's kind of brought us full circle to That's awesome. work together. And, you know, I didn't always have, because it was frowned upon to have your kids lifting weights years ago, right? So like my dad didn't. Arguably it still is. Yeah. With, yeah, social, with some, yeah, it social is. Social concept. Yeah. Yes, it just, is. I agree. Yeah. Um, but more so, like, I mean, I was in yeah. the gym watching my dad lift you know, with his leather belt and yeah. like the old school, gosh, I remember and his Adidas sneakers with the high top socks, but it's coming back now. That's kind of cool. And anyway, like watching those moments and then it's like, we were never allowed to do it. So it wasn't until I had a coach um, for skiing that programmed me 
some workouts that I got in the gym. So I was probably 14 when I started, which was still frowned upon. But like now it's just like, I want my kids to do this stuff, to have functional fitness and be able to be like I am when they're my age. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a cool thing. We always ask this question at the, or with all of our guests, Mm -hmm. if somebody was on the fence about coming through the front doors, give us three pieces of advice you could tell them. I'm going to say the same as everybody else. I mean, just, just walk in number one, walk in and you will feel it when you come in the energy and then give yourself that foundation to learn the movements and everything to get that little bit of confidence and ask other people for help when you're here, because that's kind of, I noticed like I'd watch someone, but then once I got comfortable, I'd ask someone who's been here for a bit. Like if the coach was busy or like if, oh, where do I get this? You know, where do I get my green band or where do I get my red mini band? Like ask for, for help from people. Cause that's what everybody cares. And everybody's here for the same reason, but just get through the door. Cause it will change you. It's completely changed us and us as in like my whole family and my sister. Yeah. That's a whole other tangent. Like literally whole family. Yeah. Like, and she's awesome. in Newfoundland and my brother-in-law and they have a full CrossFit setup in their now like assault bike oh assault bike they the dropped in because they dropped one here three two years ago yeah yeah that's cool yeah. that's cool that's great impact on everyone around you yeah so when you look at yeah right and then like lauren at work she came back to crossfit she's like you know what you're talking about it all the time so yeah and yeah it's good it, I don't know. it, cool. it makes me more positive and more energetic and i think that flows into other people absolutely love it Cool. That's good. Well, thanks for sharing your story with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lots absolutely. of stuff there to, to work <laughs> story. No, no, no. We all have awesome. we all have that story that brings us here, mm-hmm. and then once we're here, our stories all seem to be pretty similar from yeah. that point on. Mm-hmm. You know? and that's it's the cool part ways. that we all come from different backgrounds, but we have this shared experience going forward. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Awesome. All right. As always, thanks. if you have questions for Krista, you can send us a message or send Krista a message. Mm-hmm. Happy to answer. Um, make sure you follow our socials on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 42. Got it yes. right. <laughs> Hanging out with Krista. Thanks, Krista. Thanks. Thank you.